No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. 60. That's a big number. That's a fun number to say. 60. Sounds sort of sexy, doesn't it? 60. 60. Very, very fun to say. Also fun to say, Paula Poundstone. (laughs) You remember her? Remember that comedian? She'll be performing here in Atlanta in March. Tickets, $63 right now. But you know I'm going to wait, save a few pounds for Paula. With game time, I'll get in the door at the lowest price possible, in the best seats possible, for a little pound stone. The GameTime app is simple and easy to navigate, so download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Mmm, six. Pound that app, man. Pound it. I think we just made love to an ad read. (laughs) Coupon. Syrup. Hummus. Uh, But sometimes I do say hummus just because the real way confuses people. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! We got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends! Mm, Lily, and last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello! There he is, here we are, happy Friday to everyone. Thanks for downloading and listening to No Dunks. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into today's show. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com so we can step on that beach. Having a blast with those shows. Don't forget to go to nodunks.com for your No Dunks merchandise. Still got a t-shirt available for sale. If you're in the States, maybe in Canada, and you get your order in quickly, I'm sure that would still get to you in time for the Christmas holiday. Do it today. And final note here, guys. Remember how I gently nudged everyone to make sure you go get the Cash App Mm -hmm. on yesterday's show? Here's why. Christmas, as I said, right around the corner. And oh, holy night, are we in a given mood, boys. We're going to give away some money to some fans, which is why we are excited to announce that we'll be holding our first No Dunks Dunk Contest. Isn't it ironic? (laughs) Um, We want you to send us your best, craziest, and most creative dunks. And just by doing so, you could win $500. Wow. Courtesy of Cash App. Real dollars. Seriously, this is no joke. Yeah, no no bones. No bones. Real money. (laughs) No words. Canadian dollars or Australian dollars or US dollars? What are we talking about? I believe it's US dollars, Lee, but thanks for making this way more complicated. Now I have to actually go check that out. Um, But this is is no joke here. We we triple-check this. Um, And we're using the term dunk, I'd like to point out, very, very loosely. I mean, it could be on a standard rim. It could be on a lowered rim, 7-foot, 8-foot rim. It could be on a Nerf net. It could be on a garbage can. It could be the sink. It could be a laundry basket. Anything. You can dunk on a friend. You can dunk on your grandma. You can dunk on a coworker. 
Anything goes. Anything. Can I submit the dunks that we put on TAS then for the last pick and payoff loss? Can we enter this competition? Again, Lee, I'm going to have to uh, check that out. I don't think that's going to be able Definitely to fly. Yeah. Um, oh, he's back in fact checker mode right now. So <laughs> next Thursday, okay, December 19th, we are going to pick our 20 favorites that you guys send in live on social media. We're going to do it live. 20 people are going to get 500 bucks. That's 10 Gs. We're going to give away $10,000. On Thursday, December 19th. Mm. And maybe, hell, maybe a little more. Who knows? You bring the thunder, we'll bring the rain. All right? (laughs) Nice. I guess, no, you bring the thunder, we'll make it rain, is what I should say. (laughs) With 10,000 bucks on December 19th. So, again, yeah. Here's how you got to do it. You got to submit your dunk from a public Twitter or Instagram account and include your cash app cash tag. That's important. I told you about that. You got to tag both at cash app, at no dunks, Inc., and then use the hashtag no dunks contest all right those are the three things at cash app at no dunks inc and use that hashtag no dunks contest you must be following us on twitter at no dunks inc and instagram to be qualified and lee you like this part you have to be a resident of the usa and at least 18 years old got it i can qualify then for those two (laughs) i guess you can yeah so apologies to all the international (laughs) listeners out there this one's just for the residents of the states and you got to be 18 years or older to win the dough, but get creative with the dunks, and uh, we'll be reminding you about this for the next couple of days here. This is going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. All right. We got the drop here. We got worst of the week. We're going to fire the pun gun. We got tweet of the night, rapid fire fun. But before we, we get silly here, as we always do, the NBA shared some serious news last night. Former NBA commissioner David Stern suffered a sudden brain hemorrhage on Thursday. He underwent emergency surgery. Um, according to Woj, Stern collapsed at a restaurant in Manhattan and he was rushed to the hospital. Our thoughts and prayers are with David and his family, the league said in its statement. We obviously echo those sentiments and uh, hope his, his condition improves and, and we're really waiting on an update as of recording this. So send our best to Commissioner Stern. Let's get into what you got. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got, guys? A few for you here. First one, more impressive win. The Sixers over the Celtics in Beantown or the Nuggets getting a quality win at home versus the Blazers. What you got? More impressive win. I think it's the Sixers. You see Joel Embiid play like the best center in the game. Didn't expect that after all this talk about, hey, I'm not having fun. So I'm not going to be a good basketball player. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what is going on with Joel Embiid off the court. But when he wants to dominate like that, the 38 points impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's doubly impressive because they were double teaming him all the time. And so to get 38 uh, was special. To deal with those double teams the way he did, passing out of it. I mean, he, he had a perfect night, and that's why he should be the most dominant player in the game, up with Giannis and LeBron. He should be. But I think there's something going on with Joel Embiid. I, I just don't understand this whole Shaq-Chuck thing <laughs> where if you're the best player, you think you're the best player in the game, you're an MVP-level player, you came into the season saying that, uh, I, I don't understand why you need their back and forth, their uh, their words of encouragement. It's confusing to me. Not, not to like really speculate on what's going on with him because it could be something serious, could be off the court, he could be sad, it could be his body. But to me, there's just something there. And again, no idea I'm speculating, but I I just don't understand it, really. I I do think that there's something going on with him. Uh, 
besides his day-to-day basketball up and downs. And it could be his body. It could be that. He could just be upset about not having uh, his body day in and day out. But to see him do this it just shows that he should be the most dominant player at the center position for sure. Yeah, he shouldn't necessarily need uh, a couple of Hall of Famers saying you're, you should score 28 points a game to go out and score 28 points a game. But he was awesome last night, so I don't know. Maybe he could, they can work something out with the, the inside crew. Have them send a message and have them get criticized. Brett when, Brown said that. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. when, somebody gets, when somebody criticizes Joel Embiid, he puts that into his pocket, and then he's ready to go, and he's using that for motivation. Uh, he was great last night. A lot of double teams, six assists, only two turnovers. Yeah. That's huge. The guy, that is an area where he really struggles, is making a quick decision and making a good pass. So uh, seeing the way he played last night was really was really good to see. Tobias Harris shot the ball well. Mike Scott shot the ball well. A little space out there. Not that Al Horford doesn't give you space, but Mike Scott is a more willing three-point shooter. I yeah. think if he catches it, that thing is going up. So uh, maybe that puts a little bit more uh, a little bit more fear into uh, into a defense that you have to worry about Mike Scott with the quick trigger. I don't know, but it was good to see Embiid balling. TD Garden has been a graveyard for the Philadelphia 76ers too. They don't win there. And Joel Embiid last season said, this is not even a rivalry. They always beat us. So for him to go in there, dominate that game, and get the win, I think was important. He had one block, and it was basically a game-sealing block there right at the end. And also, you mentioned the double teams. There were a couple of times where Enes Kanter defended him very well, too, bodying him up really, really well. And then also putting Embiid under pressure on the defensive end. To uh, you know, Cantor had a good game, knocked in a couple of shots, so he made him work for that victory last night. The Sixers looked like they were home with about a minute or two to go, and then Boston went on a run. One of those classic moments you think Philadelphia's going to blow this, and it was Embiid at the free throw line who kind of sealed the victory for his team. So he was outstanding last night. When Al Horford was announced that he wasn't playing, I thought the Celtics are going to cream. Really? The Philadelphia 76. I just feel that that's a place where they haven't had a lot of success and they needed Al Horford there. They didn't have him, but instead uh, they turned in one of their most impressive performances. It was an entertaining game. Mm. I mean, it was um, something like 11 lead changes and 10 ties and no team had like a big lead. There was no double-digit lead, so it was always a close affair. What did you think of the no-call late? I mean, you said how the Celtics went on that little mini-run to make things interesting. Jalen Brown falling with Josh Richardson sort of all over him, maybe hooked on him a little bit, and no call, Sixers ball. You know, it was obviously a huge, huge no call at that point of the game. What do you think? Right call, wrong call? I was fine with it, yeah. I, I like it when... I, I mean, it's it's a situation where you don't want the referees to decide the outcome, of course. Um, in Boston, it's it's a tough call for them to make. But a little, you, you've got to have a little bit of contact. You've got to have a little bit of contesting for the ball. I think it was fine. I, I mean, it could have easily gone the other way, but I was fine with it. I think, again, considering the game, the standard of the game, I, I don't think anyone's going to be sort of complaining, well, we lost the game because of that call myself this morning. So I was fine with it. Yeah, I thought that's a foul on Richardson, the first 47 minutes of a game, but the last minute of a game, they're bumping into each other. Uh, Jalen Brown definitely grabbed onto Richardson's yeah. arm, but Richardson initiated the contact, so let him play. I'm surprised that the... Uh Philadelphia 76ers, you know, the way they play against the Celtics, they have Embiid. They go through him. I'm surprised that the Celtics traded away Aaron Baines because they could just play him one-on-one. It seemed like he would be the Celt- uh, the Aaron B- or the Joel Embiid stopper for years to come in Boston, mm-hmm. and that would be nice if they had him. Uh, maybe he'll come back next season. But mm-hmm. uh, strange, strange to, to, to watch them play a very different way than they have the last few years when Baines would just body him up, and he can body him up. There are only few players who can do that. You know, your Marcus Souls have done that. The Raptors showed get through 
Uh, Philly, you need a guy like that. So in a series between these two teams, if Joel Embiid's playing this way and Al Horford's back in the lineup, Marcus Smart's not there. That was a you know a key on the Celtics side. You know the Sixers could be the favorite. I think uh, just to go back to what you were talking about, Tass, about this this sort of odd, yeah, back and forth if you want to call it that between the TNT Hall of Famers in in Shaq and Chuck and then Embiid. I mean, I got to give Embiid some credit here. The guy can he's not afraid of taking some criticism like to his face right on the chin. I I was just thinking about other players in that position, you know, getting killed pretty consistently at times from these guys on TNT and how they would probably say, you know, shut up old man or like <laughs> get off my back or you're you're not looking at the other things I'm doing. He really really takes it. I mean, he res- obviously respects them and I mean, if you're an NBA player, I think you're going to do that probably, but yeah, it, it actually takes, you know, we talk about him being a silly guy and maybe even funny and all that. Actually takes quite a bit of maturity, I think, mm-hmm. to say, all right, yeah, you know, give it to me, let's hear it, and to channel that into, you know, some positivity on the floor. And, and he talked about being frustrated all year and trying to fit in with the new teammates, but he knows he needs to be aggressive, and maybe it does take, a, you know, a, a hearing uh, um, from these legends. It, well, it's, I, I applaud him, at least, hmm. for taking it. They said he could be the best player in the league. Yeah, they're trying to help him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, it's so it's, it's not, tough it's, love. It's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like they're just saying they're just throwing him straight on the bus saying he's a dud, he's useless. They're saying he can be, he's just not performing to that level right now. Yeah, there is a huge difference between, I think, how they're saying it to a guy like Whiteside when they, right. when they rake him on a broadcast to what they're saying, really trying to say to Embiid going, we've seen it from you in flashes, we know it's in you, um, where you just got to do it consistently, or where is it on some given mm. nights? Yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't dismissing him not taking it or taking it poorly or taking it well. It doesn't matter to me. That's that's besides the point to me. The point is, he comes in, he says, "I need to be jokey jokes. I need to be happier. I need to be uh, motivated by something else." That's my concern. There's just there's too many things outside of just playing basketball that are that's requiring him to go out and be himself and so that I'm, I'm more concerned about what the heck's going on and again i have no idea what's going on but I, I i would assume that there is something because uh you know you go from hey i'm the best player in the world i lost 20 pounds i'm going to kick ass i'm going to be the mvp to i i need to be funnier i, I you know i'm just i'm just <laughs> it just doesn't make it's not yeah. logical um if you're if you're feeling confident and again hopefully he is feeling confident and hopefully everything is right in his world this sixers defense I mean, their perimeter guys, that lineup that they can put out there with Richardson, Thibel, and Simmons, that is that can turn a team, and we saw it, I think, at times with the Celtics, that just turns a team ISO-heavy in a hurry because there were a lot of possessions, especially down those down the stretch, where it's like it's one pass and maybe that's it. If that, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a three-headed snake, those mm-hmm. three guys out there. That's crazy um, length and just tenacity and switchability. That's that's the Sixers that's going to be a tough out for any team, I think, in the East playoffs. That's exactly right. If they are able to play defense the way they are and Embiid is able to give you 30 a game in the playoffs every single night and he doesn't get sick, they're going to be a tough out because every game is going to they're, it's going to be a pain for their opponents. They're going to smash into you. They have a lot of options on the perimeter. They've got a small, short, quick guy in Josh Richardson who can defend. They've got a long, lengthy, quick guy in 
Matisse Tybal, who can also defend on the perimeter. They got Ben Simmons, who can kind of guard everybody. Al Horford has been switching and captaining defenses for a decade, and then Joel Embiid is one of the best guys at the rim. So they've got it at all levels defensively. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to put together good offensive performances every single night? Yeah, it, they, they need the second scorer on that night to pair with uh, Embiid. Mm-hmm. And, and Tobias Harris has it going, like you said, 23 last night, 8-7. and seven. And he's he's uh, he's been pretty hot as that second guy, like really rounding into that offensive role for that team. So it's working. What do you think of uh, Simmons stepping to the line there on the hack of Simmons lead? Yeah. Or Ozzy Mate knocking down two big free throws. I will say uh, Ben Simmons does not shy away from that sort of contact. He'll he'll be the inbounds passer if there's a timeout or whatever. But if he has, has the ball, I've seen it before. He's not afraid for the guys to foul him. Say, all right, I'll go to the line. Yeah. I'll knock these in. We know he's not a great shooter, but stepped up, knocked them in last night. I thought it was very, very uh, important for him to show that he's not afraid on the road, clutch moment, yeah. and knocked them in. So, um, you know, because that's clearly his weakness, but he's not really going to let that, you know, he's not going to try to completely avoid it. We see guys do that at times, and he sort of just took the contact and said, yep, I'll go and do it, yeah. and um, credit to him for that. Um, so as you can tell, I guess we definitely thought the Sixers was the more impressive win <laughs> from last night. Uh, Nuggets beat the Blazers, um, and uh, and a win for two of the guys here, at least at the table. In the pick'em results, we'll get to that later. All right, next one then, guys. What was more embarrassing, Tristan Thompson getting into it with Coach Bayline, or the Spurs overtime loss to the Cavs? What you got? The Spurs. <laughs> oh really? Losing at home to Cleveland when. DeMar DeRozan had free throws at the end, I think, with, what, 14 seconds to go to put him up five, and he clunked both oh, of them. Oh, double that, clunker. Unbelievable, really. And then it was a good shot from Kevin Love. Full credit to him and yeah. knocking down that three. But for the Spurs to lose at home to a team that had only won twice away at home, and a team that we know has had some internal chaos and drama, and that played out in the game. You mentioned the Tristan Thompson there. That uh, This, to me, is a symbol that the Spurs are clearly a team that's uh, – that's in. This is the worst we've seen from them in probably 20 years to lose this game to this team at home. Awful. Yeah, but the Cavs can play hard one game. I mean, they, that, that's fine. John, I think the John Beeline situation is worse uh, because a team is just not all together. And all those quotes we heard a couple of weeks ago about he's lost their locker room, um, they, they seem pretty true. Yeah, yeah. Let's set the scene of that one because it is weird. There was the you see the replays going around. Tristan Thompson is. He's watching as the Spurs rebound the ball. I mean, Colin Sexton jacks a three. Yeah. Thompson makes no play on the boards. Okay. He just watches it. And then Spurs are going the other way. Thompson makes no effort to get back on defense. It actually works out pretty well for them because Delavadova gets the steal and he's been cherry picking because he's not coming back. So he gets, uh, you know, he gets the easy dunk. But his, only, soon, du- his only basket his of the game, too, right? Two points. That's right. So as soon as he gets the basket, Popovich calls a timeout and Tristan Thompson, what appears like instantly, has words for Coach Bayline because when he was not rebounding, not getting back, I mean, you have to assume Bayline was sort of clapping and yelling him to, oh, yeah. Come on, come on, show some hustle here. Like, get, let's get back. But, uh, yeah, so that's where the incident sort of occurs. And then Thompson didn't play the rest of that quarter. He didn't play the rest of that game. Um, he didn't comment on this incident after the game. And Bayline was sort of like more like, let's talk about Larry Nance Jr. He had a lot of rebounds. <laughs> so he sort of avoided Larry. it. But it is weird that this is like right on the heels of Tristan Thompson being the what appeared to be the only one really coming out in Bayline's defense, right? When there was these uh, reports and rumors of, 
uh, Beeline losing the locker room and guys questioning him as a coach and, and all that. Yeah, I, even more so now by Tass's theory that it was Tristan Thompson that said it's like, hey, who said that? Who said that? I'm going to go find him and beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> because that guy was heated last night because John Beeline was hitting him with the Steve Kirby dad advice. Hey, man, if you don't get back on defense, you don't shoot the ball. They're about the same age, Beeline and my dad. They're old men. That's what they think. Tristan Thompson saying, hey, man, it's hard for me to score. Give me my two points. We needed them. We went to overtime. It paid off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, uh, I don't know. Tristan Thompson, to me, seems like the guy that they would want to keep around as kind of the Nick Collison of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, he's not a top-line player, but he's been there for a long, long time. He's your culture builder, your culture setter, but... If you're setting the culture, you got to get back on defense. I hate to say it, you got to get back on defense. <laughs> he, I, I, this is actually, I mean, really, I lo- I'm looking into this now. This has got more to do with Colin Sexton. Oh, than, that, that's than why he was. That's yes. why he was pouting because what totally. a dumb bad shot. <laughs> it, totally, and uh, I think they're getting tired of Sexton just jacking bad threes. Maybe in their opinion, some of these vets. Oh yeah. Instead of running things, but it yeah. ended up but that's out. on Beeline. To, yeah, to yeah, run the true. show, hundred percent. But Colin Saxon's the same guy as he was last year. Yeah. As as I mentioned yesterday, leading or their their starting point guard has two point four assists per game, and yeah, nobody passes on that. And that's Garland, not Sexton, right? No, Sexton. No, it is Sexton. Yeah, no. Gar- Garland leads with two point eight. Two point eight. Yeah. Oh, right. My goodness. Uh, and then not to get into the numbers, but that's just. They're just bad. They just play bad. They play ball, bad ball, and nobody likes playing. Because they don't understand the animals. Man. That's it. They don't understand what polar bears. Yeah, they go. Yeah. What? What's a polar bear, man? What are we running at? What here? are we running here? <laughs> cheetah. What? <laughs> what? The hell is that? You got a cheetah that screen? <laughs> Do I? Uh, there is no more infuriating player to play with that pickup basketball though than the guy that comes up and and Trey. You can speak to this better than anyone. As the big guy, like. If a guy just I thought you were going to say it's the guy threes. that just jacks threes <laughs> no. all the time because, you know, sometimes uh, hey, true, look, but I, not, not plus 30. I know when Trey's getting a little upset because he hasn't touched the ball in a while, and you do have to do that <laughs> as a right, point guard. Right. you got to feed the big he, man. You ain't going to help out on defense. You ain't going to rebound. You ain't going to block shots unless you feed the big man. Feed the polar bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> right. I'll I go by that. Yeah, sure. I think he's more a grizzly bear than okay, a polar bear. Well, you got to do give that. Give it a couple years. I'll be totally white here. And, yeah, so look, I mean, we all think Kevin Love's eventually getting traded. We're going to talk about trades in a second here. Trade him uh, today, man. And Tristan Thompson uh, very likely mm. could get traded too. They could get traded together for crying out loud. There could be a package deal, mm. but maybe it's separate. We'll see. <laughs> but yet, I actually am going to go with DeRozan breaking those free throws. Those were brutal. Awful. Yeah. He also picked up a tech foul at the end of the first half because the game, the, the Cavs scored. They had like three second chance opportunities. And the Cavs scored, and DeRozan grabbed the ball as the time ran out and heaved it down the other end. You see that all the time. Yeah. But it went like 50 rows back, and he got a T for it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I mean, so he got happened. a T in theory for a, a shot attempt. Yeah, like technically, a, yeah. A Interesting. Very... I wonder if he did get a shot attempt on that. He probably did. <laughs> okay. Well, you look that up. We'll keep it going here. Next one. There were a few hilarious moments and storylines coming out of the Mavericks Pistons game in Mexico City last night. So, guys, what was funnier? Blake Griffin trying to follow Luca's impeccable Spanish talking to the Mexico City crowd. Hola México, ¿cómo estáis? Es un placer para nosotros estar aquí. Eh, muchas gracias por el recibimiento y espero que disfruten eh, del juego. Y una cosa más, viva México, güey. Hola México. <laughs> Okay, pretty good. Or, or I think this is just as good, maybe. Andre Drummond was a game-time decision. No joke. Because he was allergic 
to an avocado. He had the guac guy. <laughs> so Blake guac having to follow Luca, which is very funny, as you just heard. You can even hear the hilarity in it. Or Drummond, who was GTD, bracket, avocado. Well, I think someone juiced that avocado because he came out and played and had 23 and 15. They lost, but... <laughs> juiced that avocado? I mean, from a game-time decision to a 23-15 double-double? Pretty good. I want that some of that avocado, man. Uh-huh. I want it. Uh-huh. I reckon it's, it's performance-enhancing. But I was looking forward to hearing you weigh in on Luca's uh, Spanish. Oh, well, it's and, perfect. And but he spent five years in Madrid, didn't <laughs> yeah, he? So, yeah. you know... <laughs> That to me, it was just like it looked like a like a 1970s comedy routine. Like Ru- Luca comes up, speaks perfect Spanish. There's even a laugh track, basically, with the crowd yeah. reacting to it. He's kind of like laughing to the camera, like Haha, you didn't expect this, did you? <laughs> and then Blake comes on, the perfect guy to follow him up. Like he's maybe the actually funniest guy in NBA history. Wow, what a bold <laughs> take. What a bold take. But maybe he is. But he was ready for it. He's like, hey, man, I'll just get a joke off here. And the crowd went crazy again. It felt very much like a scripted uh, uh, like sitcom from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But uh, the question for me is, has Andre Drummond never had an avocado before? <laughs> guess it's possible. Guess Mexican it's possible. avocados are different. because Perhaps. Yeah. Something something in those avocados that were south of the border, I guess. Uh, apparently, he really, like, his eye, like, ballooned up. And yeah. even, like, the training staff to get him available to play in this game, you know, had to work some magic. It was apparently bad. He was going through warm-ups with sunglasses on. Yeah. Thought they were going to have to get the J.E. Skeets eye patch out there. <laughs> oh, wow, that would have been amazing. Uh, but, Taz, which one are you going with? Uh, definitely Blake. Blake's attention to detail in his two words was very important. He didn't even try to say Mexico. He said, hola, Mexico. <laughs> just killed it. Perfect. Two words, but he killed every single one of them. I like that he – I like how he was laughing right away, too. If, like, you watch – just watch Blake in the clip when Luca takes the mic all, you know, smooth and with sexy Spanish uh, – just Blake right away is like, oh god, <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna be hilarious. You bugger, you. Just I'm just googling Mexico avocados. There's a police force that defends avocados. I said oh. this is from the BBC as well. That's funny you say that. I think Nora and I were watching a documentary on that. Something this about is crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah. Like they got military full like yeah. fatigues on, and they're it's like gold. Wow. I'm not surprised. I remember a famous court case where uh, one neighbor <laughs> stole another neighbor's <laughs> avocados. I'm going to take your avocados, old man. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, look up Judge Judy for that one. <laughs> one of my favorite clips of all time. Great call back there. Uh, I've also decided we got to send Luca and the Mavs to every international game. Mm. We want to grow the game all around the globe. Send Luca. That kid's a showman. Yep. I mean, the guy went for 41, yep. another triple-double, 41, and it's how he does it. You know, behind the back passes and obviously the step-back threes and some dunks and just, uh, I can't wait to see this kid in an all-star game, I just started thinking. Yeah. He I just lives for these type of moments, I'm telling you. My only complaint would be they had the huge alley-oop, Luca to Chris Stapps. It looks like the Dwayne Wade to LeBron alley-oop. But you got to freak the dunk a little more, Chris Stapps. He just threw it up, and he came down hard. He jumped up high to get it, but give me a little flair to it. Right. He didn't He didn't do enough on the oop. The alley was beautiful. I'll say the KP's dunk on Drummond was pretty nasty. He's nice. 
when Drummond, I mean, excuse me, when, when Porzingis does yeah. dunk, it's freaky looking because he is so gigantic but has some athleticism for a seven, what, three guy? For sure it is. I mean, it looks he like just, he's dunking on an eight-foot rim right? out there. Yeah. He might have to uh, try and win $500 to cash out <laughs> through the hashtag no dunks contest. It was, it was massive. And Drummond was a good sport after yeah, the game tweeting about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some funny moments. Uh, pretty good game. Are they playing again down in Mexico City? Is this uh, like a, usually there's more than one game, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, I guess I was like, are they playing again this weekend yeah. there? Is it uh, they flip it up and the other team is the home team? The Pistons mm-hmm. or whoever, or that's would be the home team. I don't know. Somebody can look that up. All right, guys. NBA trade season unofficially begins this Sunday, December 15th, when more than 90% of the league will be eligible for potential deals. It's a big day on the NBA calendar. Been a while since we've had an NBA trade. I be- it is Russell Westbrook, right? Back in July. That is the last trade we've had in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. So the media and the fans, you know, we're chomping at the bit. Hopefully we get some uh, some trades. So the Athletics, John Hollinger, says, slow your roll. I hope you guys saw his article <laughs> yesterday up on the site. He had five reasons why this NBA trade says trade season is going to be a dud. Really, a real, real Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge Hollinger. But he had some, you know, his reasons were like, there's not a lot of bad sort of toxic deals to move. There's not a lot of awful remaining contracts. He talked about how 29 teams are over the cap. The Hawks are the only one that are under, so nobody can take on money. Um, you know, most contenders have their hands tied too. There's not a lot of draft equity on some teams, or they will have trouble sort of achieving a salary match on a large contract or both, some variation of that, a couple other reasons. Do you buy that? Was I mean, I hope you read it. Do you think Hollinger, smart Hollinger, is correct here? This might be a bit of a dud. Yeah, well, so... I worked the trade machine last night. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're going to do that. We're going to have our, our dream yeah, trades, but because y- did you struggle? Well, the funny thing was, this. I, saw, I said to myself, all right, I'm going to give myself a real good time here and, and see if I can figure out a trade. Oh, but what, What's a real good amount of time well, for you, 10 minutes? No, like 45 minutes oh, I was working goodness. the trade machine because uh, because of Hollinger's articles. The, the thing is, there's so many, you know, you've got guys who are on, like, say, 20 million looking to be moved, mm-hmm. but, of course, to make up that salary could take up four or five guys, so it's unlikely to yeah. happen yeah yeah i, I would say um but so, so we're not going to see a lot of deals here uh, no on monday morning we're not going to be sitting here with uh, a lot of deals to break down i don't think so because but the, the one big guy is andre iguodala because right. he's got you know his salary this year is 17 million the, the grizzlies clearly want to move him but they want an asset in return right so i was trying to get him everywhere houston <laughs> toronto i think he'd be great on the raptors and i ignored the lakers and clippers i don't want him out there okay so I found a deal that works. Okay, well, let's get into our deals. Right. Yeah, okay, so what, you, you worked the trade machine. Yeah. What do you got for us? So, so the, the deal that I found that works in, in trying... See, and this is where the trade machine doesn't help you because you can't add like a sweetener. You can't add like a second round pick to it, can you? Well, and, and you depends can't, on which trade machine you use. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm using ESPN's trade machine mm-hmm. here. I believe was, uh, the NBA trade machine you can, I think. Oh, so can you? Okay. Ah, okay. Wow, there's more trade machines. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, a whole sen- factory. I'm sending, them out. <laughs> I'm sending the um, Miami Heat, Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. In return, the Heat get away from Dion Waiters, and who's got two years left on his deal, and Kelly Olenek. So financially it works. And the reason I think, and I'm also going to throw in, the, oh, the Heat don't have any picks no, either. No, no, yeah. um, so no. 2025 they have. Yeah, I That's found, a long time I found it. They don't want to give up a first-round pick. I did no. find a second-round pick in there. So they're, they're <laughs> going to sweeten it with that second-round pick because at this point the Grizzlies are got to be like, well, you know, we're not getting a first for Andre Iguodala. Right. I don't think anyone's going to do that. 
So you get waiters now. I know he's got a guaranteed deal. I see it's just it's just so many layers to this thing here to try to make it happen. But I think Olinux not a bad Jeez, player. So it sounds like you like the trade machine for a guy. Well, this, this is the first for a guy time. who hated. This, this is the first time you used it. This is the first time I've used it in depth anyway. <laughs> but I think Iguodala to the Heat right now is okay to have a win now guy because they've got Jimmy Butler who's in win now. They've played yeah. very well. Great defender, experience. I think he fits Jay Crowder, another guy who fits that Heat sort of style. Okay. I think. And the Grizzlies get Olenek and Waiters. They're not ready to win. Olenek's not a bad player. He's a solid role player. And these contracts, I think you can flip these. So you're not being saddled with extra contracts and you're getting that second round pick in 2046 from the Heat. Okay, uh, let me... Uh, that's, this is good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought an Iguodala trade to the, to, the, to the floor here because I'll match you with one. I think it's okay. better than that. I mean, Kelly Olenek, you're basically telling me the Grizzlies are getting Kelly Olenek is what you're getting at. That's that, right. right. They're, getting, they're getting two years of, of Olenek, but again... Flippable if you want to move him on. Okay, I think this is better. And I'm credit to Andy Bailey for this one, Bleacher Report. I, I like this. Malik Beasley and Mason Plumley to the Grizzlies for Andre Iguodala. All right? Because if the Grizzlies cannot land a first rounder, then the next best thing is to get an intriguing young player. I, I, I'm sorry, Kelly Olenek, you're not an intriguing young player. I think Malik Beasley is a little bit more that guy. So hey, you said it with conviction, so you sold us, man. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Malik Beasley. I mean, he's been in the league four years. Yeah, he'll be a restricted free agent, so the Grizzlies could match. So that wouldn't be an issue. And he's barely playing in Denver now. I mean, there's too many bodies in Denver. He's sort of getting squeezed. Mm-hmm. He still is a good shooter, though. He's a forty percent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Another guy like that on that younger timeline, pairing him with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and you know Brandon Clark. You can always use another shooter. I just think if you're not going to get a first rounder, which is I know what they're going to mm. try for, but if you can't get it, I'm going to go. A, I, want, I want a Beasley over. Pro- a the problem with that deal for me though is the Plumley side of it. I think the Nuggets like him coming off the bench. I think they okay. like his athleticism. I think he like they like his defense. I don't think they would be prepared to give up him as well in that deal. Uh, okay, wouldn't you want? Rather have an Andre Iguodala to match up against all these amazing superstar small forwards yeah, that you're going to be going up in playoff series against? I mean, you would certainly like to have him there, but Plumlee Plumlee's plays his role well out there. All right. I, I'd be surprised if they were to give up on him, but maybe there's a three-team deal here we could work Ooh. out. <laughs> okay, so we got two Iggy deals. What do you, what do you guys have? Well, the Heat are so tasty because, like you're saying, Lee, you got to add up these contracts, and the Heat are a team that actually has a lot of contracts that you can add up in a Linux. James Johnson is around. Waiters is not a guy that's going to play for any other team probably, but he's the number. You know, you can add him into a deal. Uh, Myers Leonard as well, and that's why you're going to see the Heat in a lot of trade rumors because they yeah. can make some moves. Yeah. And that's why for me, go get Drew Holiday. Okay. That makes them a contender in the Eastern Conference. You can do it giving up Goran Dragic, whose contract comes to an end this season. He's been great off the bench, but if you're bringing in Drew Holiday, you've got your guard spot covered. You can throw in a Linux or Myers Leonard, whichever one of those guys Memphis is, or uh, New Orleans is a little bit more interested in, and then give them the, your 2025 first-round pick. They trade their first-round picks all the time, so they clearly don't value them that much. They imagine they were gonna be, they'll be a contending team uh, even into 2025. The Heat always think they're going to be a contending team, so if you could add Drew Holiday to the Heat, that's a tough team. It's right. a great team. Now, I understand uh, John Hollinger's points. They're they're totally valid, but uh, I'm not looking for volume personally. I'm just looking for a big one. You know, as as Trey mentioned there, the Heat are a good one because they've got some double-digit million players, you know, 
players in the who are making double digits in the millions, even Justice Winslow to, to add on to those guys that <clears throat> Trey mentioned. So we just got to match one of the big names, you know, before February. You know, got to match the Kevin Love or the Chris Paul or the Drew Holiday. That'll happen. Now, we put in the, uh, the document for our, uh, our discussion today, our one dream trade sure. deal. It's a dream for me to get Bradley Beal to the Mavericks for Tim Hardaway, Boban, Justin Jackson, and the Knicks first-round pick. That's my dream, wow. to make the Mavs a team to be reckoned with. Luca Beal, and Porzingis yeah. as your uh, three-headed monster. Yeah, like, and I think, I think it's the Wizards. The Wizards yeah. can't even trade Bradley Beal this season. Right. Yeah, because so, yeah. um, he signed a two-year extension. Mm. Yeah, one, one plus an option. And, uh, that's why uh, it's a dream? That's why it's a dream. Yeah. I, I don't dream of uh, salary caps and luxury taxes. I dream of Bradley Beal on the Mavericks. <laughs> He dreams of swimming pools full of gold. <laughs> that was the biggest dream I could come nice. up with. Yeah, that's a big dream. Uh, okay, yeah, that, that's that's a dream for sure. What, I've talked about this one before: the Suns landing dude love Kevin Love um, for Tyler Johnson's expiring deal. I, I th- say, let's say Dario Saric, and then a pick. I think something like that could get it done. Now Saric could be replaced with a Kaminsky if you wanted, or like a Mikhail Bridges who the Suns are going to want to likely keep, the Cavs are more likely to want. Mm, there's something there. But if that would be the that would be the Suns obviously committing to, you know, their squad, bringing in Love, okay, Rubio, Booker, um, Ubre Jr., Beans, solid. I mean, I think that's uh that you're making a playoff not push. guarantees them a playoff spot, but yeah, definitely uh, makes it more realistic if you're adding him. Yeah. I think the Cavs, even though I think they are selling low, would want somebody that they feel is a Good player for their future, though. It'd be McKay Bridges, then, I guess, in that yeah, part. Yeah, it would have to be him, yeah. I, I assume. Um, and what, I'm, I am intrigued, what, Dante Exum in a first-round pick, what's that going to get the Jazz? That's going to be out there. Is anybody going to want it? Dante, yeah, You're basically just, getting a late first-round pick, because yeah. Exum, I, I mean, maybe he could be rehabilitated somewhere else and get another shot, and some other team's just going to let him do some more, but he doesn't do a lot when he's out there. He yeah. plays defense, and that's about it. Uh... First round picks though, they're nice. Yeah, I just think <laughs> that's nice. a that's a no brainer for the Jazz to dangle out there on the market and see what they could get back for it. Yeah, Dante just hasn't been able to stay out on the floor and hasn't just hasn't been able to really establish what type of player he is in the league. And the Jazz have been very loyal to him, but at this point they're sort of deep in that position, and I don't see him really cracking the rotation. So maybe he does need a fresh start. Let's hear from you guys. No Dunks Inc. on Twitter. Work that trade machine. Send in your emails, no dunks at theathletic.com. Maybe we'll go over a few of them when we step on the beach next week. Send them in. All right, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Second runner-up, the Heat's Dion Waiters. He's been suspended for the third time this season. First, he was suspended for the season opener because of conduct during the preseason. Then he was banned 10 games after reportedly ingesting a THC-infused edible that led to a medical emergency on Miami's team plane. And now, a six-game wallop. It's a generic explanation from the Heat. Failure to adhere to team policies, violation of team rules, and continued insubordination. Three times in one season. Lee, can you fact-check that? Has somebody (laughs) been suspended three times in the same season? I do not remember that. I'll have a look for you. Let's see if that's on the trade that's machine. Wild. Yeah, Bobby, maybe a Dennis Rodman. Take a look at Rodman. He got suspended <laughs> a lot, but it was never by the team. 
that's that's the mm, difference. Yeah. Is like yeah. league suspensions are a little bit different than team suspensions. But uh, this is impressive. Fine. Three suspensions, zero minutes so far this season. ESPN's Bobby Marks. He added up all the money Dion Waiters has lost due to suspensions this year. It's now totaling 1.4 million from those games, and that doesn't include the 1.2 million um, played games bonus that he missed out on. Because, you know, he had to hit, I think he had to hit 70 games maybe to hit that one. Yeah. Jesus. Maybe that's why he was angry. He's like, you're not playing me. I'm yeah. not going to get to that 70 game mark. <laughs> Wild stuff. Three times. Amazing. Uh, first runner up, Clippers Paul George. He played in his former stopping grounds of Indiana on Monday. PG spent the first seven years of his career there and split, and his split from Indy wasn't cordial. The reason he wanted out seemed to be that he wanted to be in L.A., Wanted to be on a winner, you know, the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. This week, after he was booed by the Pacers faithful, he said this after the game. I'm not the one to boo. And then he said he would tell the story one day while implying someone who had been with the team for a long time was the reason he left the team that drafted him. This habit of teasing the tell-all story is becoming a, an NBA trend. Hmm. Jimmy Butler did the same earlier this season about his departure from Philly. And I hate it. <laughs> it's lame. It's bullpucky. Either tell it or don't. There may may not even be a story. That There may not be anything to what PG or Jimmy are saying, but they can get away with it because we take the headline, we discuss it, we <laughs> make a story, we run with it. Oh, that's fun. And it just weakens sports news cycles because every non-story is a freaking story. And it weakens the tale of what actually happened. If that ever does come out, it's a real boy who cried wolf situation. Don't like it. Hate it. Either do it or don't it. The winner this week. Grant Williams of the Boston Celtics. The rookie missed his first 25 three-point attempts of his career, and Jalen Brown told the media his teammates were bestowing upon Williams the ultimate diss. Yeah, we were calling him Ben Simmons. (laughs) Simmons, as we know, hit his first three this season in year three of his career. Williams finally hit a three this week, and Boston went nuts for the rook. Well, maybe Simmons deserved worse of the week. Players are calling bad shooters (laughs) Ben Simmons now. But Grant Williams, your worst of the week. See that clip TNT was sharing last night of Ben Simmons splashing corner threes in warm-up? Oh, my goodness. From the corner, baby. Shot looks pure. Yeah. Looked nice. But I loved Weber. He's like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Absolutely nothing. Guy's just hitting wide open corner threes with his headphones on. He has hit both his threes from the corner, though, hasn't he, That that he's made? Yeah, the one definitely. Yeah. His first one definitely. And it was the, the second, second one, one too. Was it too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. The, other, yeah. the other corner, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's his spot. All right. Great Worst of the Week nominees and winner. We got the pun gun. We got Tweet of the Night still, but first shoes. How do you do, fellow kids? Wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? The ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX. A revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Oh, and check it, gang. StockX has all my personal favorite brands. Supreme, Bape, Palace, and Kif. Did you know Bape stands for Bathing Ape? Well, I did. I didn't even (laughs) have to Google it. I'm slaying this because I'm very lit. (laughs) <laughs> StockX has an exciting offer for athletic listeners. Use promo code BBALL2019 for $20 off your next purchase. Check out StockX.com slash BBALL for more information. Very, very lit. Let's fire the punk gun. 
It's fun gun time. <laughs> Good news, guys. Bash from Geelong, Australia, pretty much wrote the entire pun gun for us this week. <laughs> he was inspired by our potato talk the other day, particularly when Tass fired off the spud web pun at the very end of it. <laughs> yeah. He served up a feast of tasty potato puns, so I'm just going to read them. You guys just sit back, relax, and Ooh, enjoy them. Hello. Oh. Well, let me jump in first. Russ- uh, Russet Westbrook. Yeah, man, that was one of them. Yeah. That was one of them. Jamal Mashburn. <laughs> Classic. Brian Scalloped Breamy. <laughs> beautiful. Hashim Thabit. <laughs> Anthony Peeler. Yeah, that's good. Jason Taterum. <laughs> Jalen Rosed. Okay. I like that one. <laughs> Kenneth Faride. Marquise Crisp. Not bad. Ron Baker. Easy. I uh, got a channel move Ernie for this one. How Tato Gasol. How <laughs> Tato. Yes. Uh, Derek Fisher and Chips. Good. All right. No, it's good. Jarrett Jacket Potato. Brian Potato Skinner. <laughs> and I guess that's it. What about uh, Sweet Lou Potato? Nice. Ooh. Nice. What Very about good. Chip England? Yeah. Channing Fry. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn Home Fries. It's beautiful. Any, anyone? Todd uh, Williams. Jared, Jared Spudley. It's been said <laughs> twice now. Uh, what it. about just straight up Dion Waiters? That's a baked potato. Oh! <laughs> Thanks, Bash, for Jim boiling this up. <laughs> Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet uh, Tweet of the night is actually tweet of the day, because it happened yesterday. It was at the undefeated. They tweeted, the Sacramento Kings and Milwaukee Bucks will be the first NBA teams to participate in basketball games at correctional facilities organized by the Represent Justice Campaign. This was a story from our good friend Mark Spears. Very cool initiative, Um, you know, starting this month. NBA players, coaches, they're going to serve as honorary coaches in the campaign's Play for Justice initiative. The campaign's goal, it's like to highlight stories of hope and redemption, as well as break down stigmas associated with individuals, primarily people of color and the poor, impacted by the criminal justice system. I think it's also, I think it's pretty neat that the Bucks Sterling Brown is participating in this. That's of note because he currently has a civil suit against Mm -hmm. the city of Milwaukee uh, going after... Cops used a stun gun on him, if you remember, mm-hmm. in 2018, because he double parked in a in a handicapped accessible spot at like a Walgreens. So this I know something that the Warriors have done before too, um, going to San Quentin and, and playing sort of games, and that's uh, really really cool stuff there from the Kings and the Bucks. So thanks to Spears for that story and to the undefeated for that tweet. All right, pick 'em results. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends because you lost a bet that another app was the number one finance app in the App Store. But Cash App does way more than that. You bet your app it does. Cash App also makes it easy to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, 
one word. Not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate 10 bucks to the ACLU, an organization that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. The results from Thursday night. Oh, boy. Trey and I took Portland on the road in Denver. Nuggets were favored by six and a half, and uh, they took care of business. It was close for, obviously. Yeah, I was looking all right. A good three quarters. Game, yeah, but uh, Nuggets pulled away late, so they got the win. That's a win for Tass and Lee. Our records for December here. Leah, very, very sexy. Seven and two. Mm. Tass, five and four. Trey, four and five. You guys are neck and neck, and I'm falling behind. I'm two and seven. I told you to fade me. I told you. Things were too good through the first two months for me. But what's the game tonight? I mean, I desperately need a win. Where are we going, Tass? Golden State Warriors. Let's have some fun with them. They're visiting the Utah Jazz. What do you think the line is? Juicy. Got to be big. Yeah. Uh, It's juicy. They played once already in Utah, and uh, the Jazz only won by four points. I don't know. What's the line? Nine and a half or eight and a half? Thirteen and a half. Holy. So Jazz got to win by 14 Mm -hmm. if you're taking Utah. Holy moly. And they did. Well, Utah won by 14 in Golden State, but as Lee mentioned, they only won by four in Utah. Mm. So here's game number three for these two teams. Crazy stuff. What do you you like gambling? Well, here we (laughs) go. Got to play the line. Can't just play the money line. Got to play the spread. Go ahead, Lele. You're 7-2, man. I think the Jazz can cover it. That's a, that's a big one, but I think they can get there. All right. Lee's got the Jazz by 14 or more. Uh, bounce back. Bounce back. Jazz. Hmm. 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 13 and a half points. It's uh, a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I've been taking road underdogs a lot, and I've lost a lot recently. I believe I was 4-2, and two and I've lost three straight Eight. road underdogs. So... Give me the Jazz. All right. I'm not confident. Give me the Jazz. This is a wild line. I'm going to take the Warriors. Yeah, me too. I'm taking the Dubs, but I've been brutal, so fade, fade, fade. All right, good luck, y'all. We got a little rapid-fire fun here to wrap up a Friday show. Oh, there's the music. I don't know. This week, Brian Scalabrini announced the launch of his very own pasta sauce. He tweeted, quote, I've been working my entire life for this. Now you can enjoy my secret recipe and key to all my success. Today is the release of my signature Scal's Big Red Pasta Sauce, available at Crosby's and Donnellan's Grocers. So get it done in life and pick up a bottle today. What's your signature product that you've been working on your entire life and that's the key to all of your success? And where would you sell it, Trey? You guys have seen my TBTs. I got a different haircut in basically every one, so I'm opening a subscription wig service. I'll be selling it online. You put in your details. Every month, I'll send you a new wig based on one of the haircuts I had when I was a child. Sometimes you'll get a hair beret. Sometimes you'll get the Slim Shady. At one point, I shaved my entire head but just kept baseball seams. You'll get that one month. Oh, my God. (laughs) Pitchers and catchers report. Get your baseball wig. Skeets. Um, well, I have not been working on this product my entire life. In fact, I only started thinking about it on Tuesday. Mm. All right? But I think it's a million-dollar idea. So, sharks, if I may. <laughs> Please do. All right. So, I'm grocery shopping, right? Grocery stores getting bigger and bigger. Now, 
we all know you've got the signs of like, okay, that's the cereal aisle or that's the can aisle or whatever. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that helps you trying to locate things. But these aisles are so damn big now and there's so many things that even if I get into the aisle where I know the product is, I find myself taking minutes at a time trying to find whatever particular little thing I need, right? Sure. Right. I thought when I was with Nora this week, I was like, why? We have the technology. Why can't I go to an aisle, let's say it's the canned items aisle, and I need some pinto beans. At the start of the aisle, I should have a little button at the start of the aisle where I hold it and I say, pinto beans. And (laughs) down that aisle, like a cool light lights up that shows me exactly where that item is. That's brilliant. I like it. Because it takes, I, I'm always, we are always like, we know it's here, but there's a million damn things. And like, you could get quite specific. Like, you could say the brand name or you could say whatever. I think that's a, an idea we should have in place. And I will be selling that to every Kroger this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Do you have your own color? Like, your 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 color? You know, there's going to be more than one person in a, an aisle. So sure. maybe you press it, it's a purple sure. pinto bean. I press it, it's a red pinto bean. Yeah, if you want, you could get absolutely customizable. But uh, I like it. Yeah. What about for sensitive items, though? Preparation H. Well, you, you, know? you don't need to ask the aisle where it is. <laughs> you, can, you can wander and yeah, find it. Look ask the one. aisle is a good name for it. Mm. Thank you. Lily. Uh, so I'm a little bit closer here to Brian Scalabrini with my product because every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, sometimes both, I make pancakes for my two boys. Banana and blueberries. No added sugar. Most of the time, dairy-free as well. We like to use a soy milk. And uh, my seven-year-old absolutely loves him. And he's at a stage in his life now where it must be something going around school. If he likes something, he doesn't say, Dad, I like it. He says, Dad, five stars. <laughs> so anytime now he gives me praise, he's like, Dad, five stars. Oh, I like that. So uh, when I make pancakes in the morning, he says, Dad, they were delicious, five stars. And I'm like, great. And I used to make enough so that I would always get enough pancakes. But now he's getting bigger. He's eating more. I'm getting fewer and fewer pancakes myself. So I have to uh, increase the mix sometimes. So that's my product. And where would I sell it? Well, I'd sell it to my own children if I could. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> coin. I love it. Your kids are literally Yelp. They, yelp that, that's that's going to become their, like, uh, their way of grading each other for things, I think, now. That's yeah, it. Five stars. Uh, guys, the Hawks got shellacked by the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday. 136 to 102. To make matters worse, Vince Carter lost his wallet after the game. Brutal. Tell us about a time you suffered insult after injury. Trey. Chopping up a big butternut squash a little bit hard, and it hit my thumb. Sliced open my thumb pretty bad. Ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts, you know, of course. Isla was interested. What happened? Let me see. Blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff. No big deal. Just a sliced thumb. The insult came months later when I was cutting another butternut squash. Isla sees and says, Dad, be careful. The last time you were cutting a butternut squash, you sliced your thumb. I was like... How dare you bring that up to me? But, you know, safety first. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm also going to get mad literal with this. Uh, an injury, the injury part of it, middle school, we were playing football, and I got sandwiched like between two guys, took an elbow right to my eye, right to my eye. Thing ballooned up like crazy, sort of like a little bit above the eye, I guess. Just ballooned up. I went to school the next day, and the insult was people were calling me Worf because I had a cling, like a Klingon eye. Because it looked like that. Like a Klingon vibe yeah, to yeah. it. So a turtle on the head. But the joke was on them. 
because I didn't even watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Losers, geeks. The Trekkies. Me, yeah. Just kidding. Uh, last year, I took my six-year-old on a trip to Europe, and uh, we went to Brussels, and we are checking into our Airbnb, and it was one of those big old buildings with a huge, gigantic... European door you know the ones they're big and when you go for an Airbnb often you've got a code to, to enter to get the key so I did that and we had our bags and stuff and, and a six year old's not all that helpful he's just standing there and so as I opened the door I then went to grab my bags to walk in but it's one of those big heavy doors that came back yeah. and, it, and it donked me on the head and so I let off an expletive in fact I let off a couple of an expletives <laughs> so I was actually injured there I was fine but you know yeah. later that night as my son was playing uh, on the iPad he let go of some expletives mm. himself. And I was like, uh, we don't use that language. But Daddy, <laughs> I heard you use that language earlier today. <laughs> One star to you, Daddy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, this last one comes from Jack Shelby. Hey, no dinkers. After listening to last week's drop, I am appalled, simply shocked, utterly flabbergasted that J.D., watches Big Mouth, of all things, with his young children. (laughs) However, I have the feeling that after uh, years of listening that JD is not one to be swayed from his ways. So my question is this. What's something you do that people don't always agree with, but you're sticking to your guns anyway? Trey. Do you guys wash your face? Yes. Occasionally. I like to hear that because I never wash mine. I washed mine one time as a grown-up. Laura brought something home. She's like, here, just just wash your face with this. You should wash your face. I washed it, broke out instantly. I'm like, I'm never putting anything but water on my face. Yeah, everybody's got different skin. Some of us need to have it dirty. Yeah, Skates. There's been some blowback over the years to how I start our show, Um, Mm. both when we were on television, even with the podcast, with my emphatic good morning, sweet world, Uh right? Uh The biggest complaints seem to be, I guess, like too much energy and also oddly, well, it's not morning when I'm listening to it mm-hmm. type of vibe, mm-hmm. but come on, relax. <laughs> the energy's good and I'm not changing it now. So, sorry, we're not. <laughs> it is what it is. Too much energy. Yeah. Come All on. right, no. It's crazy. Lily. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Big old hawk there. That was me just using my handkerchief, which I've used my entire life. <laughs> Nobody, including my own wife, doesn't endorse it. <laughs> but guess what? It's with me until my last day on Earth. We've figured out, by the way, all these noise complaints we're getting. It's not from us talking in our office. It's you, anytime you're in the hallway, blowing your nose. It's yeah. loud. I'm not too bad right now, but... um. If you want to entertain your kids, you do the we will rock you when you blow your nose. They love it. <laughs> mm. Oh, you hit us with that we will rock you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Mm. No, I can't. I haven't got enough in my nose, but you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. Yeah. <laughs> the kids love it. Just put it back in his pocket, pulled it out for that we will rock you. Now put it back in my pocket. People, but, no, but people's criticism of a hanky is like, you know, that you've got great big green snots just covered in the whole hanky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. It's okay. fair criticism. There's, prob- sometimes, there's probably snot on the hanky. Sometimes though. there may be. But if it's like that, I don't like reuse that one. But if it's just a general little bit of like, you know, I need to uh, remove some 
irritation from the nose. That does. It's not like you know. But people also find it a little gross. You you know you snot rocket into your handkerchief <laughs> and then you put it you crumple it up and you put it back in your pocket. Yeah, but it, I mean, um, hey, look, humans, we're gross, man. You yeah. Know? No, you're not. Sometimes like, your skin needs to be dirty. <laughs> exactly. I get it. Exactly. I'm not offering it around to anybody. However, if someone ever wants to use my hanky, go ahead. <laughs> I would, hey, hey, do you do the laundry at your house? Of course. Okay, that's fair. As long yeah. as your wife doesn't have to clean your no, 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 naughty no. handkerchiefs. That'd no. be, like, they're all crusty, I'm sure, and stuff, aren't they? Uh, well, no, but again, it's not like I fill them up with, like, snot all the time. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to just blow your nose and it's it's a little bit of moisture, and that's yeah. it. All right, that's rapid fire. Try it sometime, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Rapid Fire. That is uh, hopefully a classic edition of The Drop. Thank you for joining us so much today, guys. Make sure you check out uh, our bonus podcasts throughout the week. We introduced a new uh, podcast series, Crossfire, on Thursday. Go back and download and listen to that one. Trying that one out. Give us your feedback. Let us know if you're like Sebi. Is it five stars? <laughs> Better be. Or is it, uh, is it three or four? Let us know what you like about it, don't like about it, what we should change. We had a lot of fun with it, so let us know. Go listen to it. That's the important part. Don't forget to rate and review No Dunks on Apple Podcasts. That's five stars only, baby. Be a Sebi. Five stars only. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. And as I said off the top of the show, you got to go get the cash app, baby. We're going to be giving away a ton of money on Thursday, December 19th. And it is the No Dunks Dunk Contest. Go back. Just go back to the start of the show. Listen to that again, what you got to do. Get creative with your dunks. Film them. And then submit them. Tag in at Cash App, tagging at No Dunks Inc., hashtag No Dunks Contest, and you can win some money. This is no joke. That will be a lot of fun. So start dunking, people. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's nothing cozier in the winter than a warm jacket potato. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.